this is Alex JR and welcome to another episode of the JR Scouting Podcast. This podcast will be the first for the 2021 NBA Draft, or at least the build-up to it, and uh, this episode will, in particular, will be focusing on the first and second tier of my big board. Um, So, first of all, in these tiers, we have Cade Cunningham, the point guard or small forward or whatever position out of Oklahoma State, and Evan Mobley, the power forward or center out of USC. In the second tier, we then have Jalen Green, a shooting guard who's opted to go into the G League instead of uh, going traditional college sort of route or overseas to play internationally, and also um, the last player in the second tier, Jonathan Kaminga, who is a small forward who has also chosen to go into the G League. Um, however, before we dive into this episode, I'd just first like to announce to, and say that this ep- that this podcast has been recently rebranded from the Three Pointer Podcast into the JR Scouting Podcast, as you may have heard in the intro. And so the significance of this will be that I'm now focusing more on NBA draft content as opposed to NBA um, content in particular. Uh, So this will mean that there's um, rarely going to be NBA content. However, I may do some episodes on the NBA, in particular um, award races, um, like such as Rookie of the Year, and I will look at how my past player evaluations for the draft have sort of played out over the rookie years, um, uh, over the rookie year. So that's pretty much it, um, and we'll get let's get into this episode now. Um, okay, so first of all, um, starting with tier one, prospect number one, Cade Cunningham, the point guard slash shooting guard slash small forward slash even maybe power forward out of Oklahoma State. Um, according to the sort of saying that you play is what you got, uh, Cade Cunningham is definitely can play the one through four positions. Um, he excels as a scorer and a playmaker, and he's also very good on the defensive end as well. Um, as a scorer, um, he has a very high three-level scoring potential, and right now he's shooting 41, 45.1% from the field, 41.8% from three, and 85.4% from the free-throw line, which that is which his free-throw percentage indicates He could uh, be a very efficient scorer and shooter down the line in the NBA um, as the free throw percentage is quite a good indicator of um, NBA three-point percentage and much better than college three-point percentage is in particular. Um, To go with this, um, his true shooting is at 58.3%, which is quite good, uh, especially given his pretty much had to carry his um, college team in Oklahoma State. And 
there are no other real prospects or even sort of very above average um, college players on that team. Um, to go with his three-point percentage of 41.8%, he also has a three-point attempt rate of, of 0.334, which is basically a measure of the percentage of um, field goal attempts that he takes from three. So he takes about a third of his shots from three, which is not bad. Um, and also to go with his 85.4% free throw percentage, he has a free throw attempt rate of 42, of zero, of 42%, um, which is basically just the number of free throw attempts per field goal attempt. Um, on top of this, um, he is... Um, so on top of his three-level scoring ability, his, he is quite a good defender with steal and block rates um, at 27 and 2.3, sorry, that was 2.7 for the block rate and 2.3 for the steal rate. And his assist percentage currently as a playmaker is at 20.9, although uh, this does not actually indicate um, the his true passing ability, in my opinion, as he is in reality um, a very, very high-level playmaker. Um, potentially the best in this class, although there is some competition from others like Sharif Cooper, um, Jalen Suggs, and maybe even Jaden Springer. Um, however, I'll get into them later in later episodes, although Jalen Suggs will be um, sort of broken down as a prospect this episode. Um, so while Cade Cunningham can score from all three levels, um, as shown by his sort of um, statistical profile. And he can also defend and pass. Um, he's actually very... Uh, his main weakness is his turnovers, given he's currently averaging 4.2 turnovers to 3.5 assists, which is not uh, not the best. I'd say, um, although he does actually have a higher assist percentage than his turnover percentage with 20.9 assist percentage and 20.2 turnover percentage. So although this isn't much, um, it shows that he is actually a better playmaker than most people think and what the, what the sort of traditional per-game stats show. Um, and yeah, um, so now to get into his play style, he's very good, um, out of the pick and roll. Um, he's, he can hit the roll man quite well. He can, um, hit the weak side corner out of the pick and roll as well. Um, and he can also pass well onto the wings. Um, which is very good and very important for point guard, especially um, for one as a primary sort of initiator. Um, on top of his playmaking, he can also score very well, as shown by his 
by his uh, statistical profile, and he has a he gets the free throw line well. Um, he's shooting from three a lot better than most people were expecting, which is very good for him and his draft stock. And he's also a fairly good finisher, um, especially through contact and um, and through traffic. And he can also sort of post up well and score from the mid-range off of pull-ups and sort of step-backs, although he doesn't one actual downside to his sort of shot creation is his step back doesn't create as much space as would be preferred although this can probably be fixed when you've got um, sort of more professional trainers in the NBA who can focus specifically on his footwork um, rather than sort of being at a sort of lower mediocre sort of college team. On to the defensive side of the ball for Cade. Um, he's quite good at blocking shots, as was shown with his 2.7 block rate. And he can also get in the passing lanes for steals as well. Um, per game numbers though, he averages 1.5 steals and 0.9 blocks per game. Um, and he can guard the one through four um, because he definitely has the strength to guard fours especially at the college level although at the NBA level might be a little while before he can competently guard power forwards although I believe when he steps into the NBA he'll be able to guard point guards shooting guards and small forwards quite well straight away um, because he does have a seven foot wingspan and he's quite strong as well. Um, as for a play style or player comparison for Cade, I would probably give him a player comparison of Luka Doncic maybe, although um, I'd say he is probably more of a scoring sort of um, wing than Luka is given be, mainly because Luka's more of a point guard um, in the respect to his playmaking and although Cade is a absolutely terrific playmaker he isn't um, I don't believe the sort of generational playmaking pl um, playmaker that Luca is. As for team fits I think the best sort of fit for Cade would be um, maybe the Timberwolves given they've got the um, they've probably got the highest chance at the first pick, but he could also fit on various other teams like the Pistons, the Rockets, um, the Cavs even, or OKC, um, particularly given that OKC are quite interested in him and have a lot of assets that they could potentially trade up to uh, select him. Um, for the second player on my big board, yet still in the first tier, um, is Evan Mobley, uh, the power forward or centre out of USC. Um, for his statistical profile, he's currently averaging 16.2 uh, points, 8.5 rebounds, 2.2 assists, with 2.2 blocks as well, and he's shooting 
58.2% from the field, 30% from three, and 70.7% from the free throw line. So he's quite a good player, especially defensively, and um, he's sort of in a Anthony Davis sort of mould as a player. Um, he can handle the ball well. He can um, create for his teammates as well as himself. He can play well out of the post. He draws fouls well. Um, he's very efficient as a player. Um, he's a very elite shot blocker um, with an 8.9 block percentage, which is pretty insane. Um, although he is a 7-foot power forward, sort of in the Kevin Garnett or Anthony Davis sort of build. Um, and so his defense is very elite. Um, he can even, defensively, he can even switch onto sort of the quicker guards on the perimeter, stay in front um, of them and block their shots uh, if they decide to pull up or uh, if they try and blow by him and get a layup. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, he has a 12.9 assist percentage to a 15.9 turnover percentage. So while his assist percentage is lower, um, it's not actually as bad as um, someone might think based on this. Um, he is quite comfortable bringing the ball down the floor for rebounds, sort of potentially in the mould like, like a Giannis, although... Um, he'd have to do quite a bit of bulking up to sort of get to that level um, of sort of a slasher as Giannis. Um, and he is, as I've said before, much more of a Anthony Davis um, who sort of plays out, the po- plays out of the post and can make a very big two-way impact. Um, he currently... Along to go with to go along with his thirty percent from the th- from three, he has only a fourteen eleven sorry eleven point four uh, three point attempt rate, which as I said before, is um, basically the percentage of the field goal attempts he takes from three. Um, so that's only about one in ten shots or something around that. But although he does have. Um, Maybe some more upside there, as his mechanics look very, very smooth. And he has, although he's only shot 70.7% from the line, and that could probably be a bit better, um, it's probably okay. Um, And he can probably project to be maybe a 34% three-point shooter. So sort of low, um, although he likely won't take a high volume and um, he'll pref- probably prefer to play out of the post and off the interior. Um, although, to go with his 70% free throw shooting, he does have a 57% free throw attempt rate, which is very, very good, um, even for a centre who plays out of the post and is sort of very aggressive and physical. Um and on top of this, 
and this all leads to a 63% true shooting, which is um, absolutely terrific, even for a centre or power forward. Um, as a player, um, he's he hasn't shown any ability to create out of the pick and roll, which he might, well, which might be um, a sort of further expansion of his game, and um, personally, I would like to see him be more, uh, take more threes and be more sort of assertive on offense, um, and sort of try and take over games more. Um, although this, um, although he does um, play very consistently and very well every game. Um, I'd just like to see him sort of um, have the higher sort of outputs each game, um, which he's sort of struggled to do this season. Um, that's pretty much it for Evan Mobley. So now um, we'll get into the player comparisons. So I'd personally compare him to Anthony Davis, although he's potentially more of a LaMarcus Aldridge sort of player, um, especially with that as his floor, um, and then maybe Anthony Davis as his ceiling, um, and that's prime LaMarcus Aldridge as well, not the LaMarcus Aldridge who's sort of a bit washed up this season. Um, as for a team fit for Evan Mobley, um, I believe he will fit best on the Pistons, as he can be a sort of power forward to pair with uh, Killian Hayes and the rest of their young core they've got there, like Sadiq Bey um, and such, or also the Thunder, where he could um, fit with SGA, and they'd make a good sort of duo for the future. Also the Cavaliers, as he can... Um, combine with sort of Sexton, Garland and also Jared Allen as of late um, to make sort of a promising young core for the future. Um, additionally, I've also got the Kings and the Wizards um, as the Kings um, actually just this morning put Bagley on the trade block and so they're likely going to need another sort of big guy for the future and the Wizards also uh, you know, aren't that great right now, and they could definitely do with another um, sort of core piece, especially if they look to trade Beal into the future. Um, next, now for the second tier of my big board and the third prospect overall, it's time for Jalen Green. Jalen Green is a shooting guard who plays for the G League Ignite. Um, he decided to go there after he decided the college route was not for him. Um, this season he's currently um, averaging about 18 points for rebounds and 3 assists, along with 1.6 steals and 0.3 blocks. So at the moment he's also shooting 46.6% from the field, 35.4% from 3, and 81.8% from the free throw line. Um, He's done quite well from three, actually. Uh, much better than I was sort of expecting. I was expecting maybe um, 
high 20s or maybe low 30s for him, but he's got up to 35.4% and that's on quite a high volume as his three-point attempt rate is 43.4%. Um, he's also, as many of you likely know, a very good slasher and his athleticism um, is like 99th percentile. Um, so he's got a lot of sort of slashing potential there. Um, especially, and he's also a quite a good shot creator as well and couldn't create a lot of space um, off of screens or even off of an ISO or two. Um, he's got a good pull-up jumper in the mid-range and he can also make step backs from mid-range and even three. Um, his playmaking is also sort of better than advertised um, with having a um, with sorry with having 2.9 assists to 2.8 turnovers so that's the sort of positive um, assist to turnover ratio um, however um, the one thing to sort of um, slow him down is his defense um, and as he's currently got a 2.5 steal percentage and 0.8 block rate, which in its by itself isn't too bad, but um, given it's only for the G League level, it um, should likely be a lot better, especially seeing as it's only G League and not actually the NBA yet. Um, so his def defense is quite a big uh, worry. Um, although um, his playmaking and three-level scoring potential are definitely there. So the comparison for him at the moment is Zach Levine. Um, he, at the start of the season, um, Jalen Green didn't necessarily take on the scoring load as much as that was sort of more headlined by Jonathan Kaminga, who I'll talk about later. Um, however, as the season has gone on, Jalen Green has taken over games a lot more um, and has had multiple 20-point-per-game performances, performances. Um, while Jonathan Kaminga's sort of struggled to be efficient and thus has dropped down to four on that big board, while Green has risen to three. Um, so the comparison for Zach Levine, obviously Levine is a... a elite dunker, an elite shooter, um, and he's also a fairly underrated playmaker, um, but prior to this sort of season, his defense has been pretty subpar, and although he's slightly improved at this season, um, I don't think it's necessarily at the level of some of the other top defenders in the league, which um, is why I gave the comparison of Zach Levine to Jalen Green. Um, as for team fits, he could do well on pretty much any team that needs a sort of scorer, such as the Pistons, um, the Rockets, the Cavs, the Magic or the Wizards, um, because all these teams sort of need more offensive firepower, especially on the wing, and Jalen Green would definitely be able to provide that with his uh, athleticism and shooting potential. Um, now for Jonathan Kaminga, the fourth prospect on my big board, or 
um, the second in my tier two. Um, he's a good sort of two-way, very athletic um, prospect, and he's got a lot of athletic tools and physical tools, which help him um, be quite good defensively, um, as shown um, with his 2.3 block rate and 1.5 steal rate. Um, he also, uh, per game numbers though, he averages 1 steal and 0.8 blocks, which is quite good, as, he, as that shows he can both protect the rim and um, sort of guard the quicker sort of guys on the perimeter. His ideal sort of positional um, defensive positional switchability on defense will be two through four, um, as he'll have the strength and the foot speed to guard uh, twos, and um, also the strength to guard fours, even if they decide to post up or on him or such. Um, he also is quite a good slasher and uses his physical um, sort of abilities to blow by defenders. Um, in the in the G League Ignites game against OKC Blue, he actually um, showcased that very well with, with the drive against Alexei Pokashevsky, who was picked, I believe, 17th or something in last year's NBA draft. Um, so he can definitely blow by even taller defenders. Um, and he and against smaller sort of defenders, you can just bully them down low in the post, and he's showcased some quite good shot creation out of the mid-range and sort of the post area. Um, he's quite a good finisher through traffic, although he is only shooting 46.3% from twos, on twos, and this is likely due to his high output of mid-range um, shots. Um, as opposed to being more of a three or the rim type of player and only taking sort of threes or shots at the rim. As for threes though, um, this is sort of a weakness of his as he's shooting 24.6% from three um, and while that is on a fairly high volume of um, 34.9 three-point attempt rate, um, it's doesn't show um, that he's going to be very good in the future, especially when combined with his 62.5 free throw percentage. And while he does have a very good free throw attempt rate of 25.8, um, that's actually for the G League though. Um, you could pretty much almost double it because the G League, what happens, they've implemented a new sort of rule which I believe they're sort of testing out for the NBA, where instead of having two free throws for being fouled on a layup, or three free throws for being fouled on a three, they will only have one free throw, and then if they make that, they get all the points, as opposed to sort of if they make the first one and miss the second, they only get one point. Um, so, yes, his um, free throw rate of 25.8 is actually more like a sort of 50, um, point, 51.6 free throw rate, which is basically double it, as um, in the G League, they take half as many free throws at least. Um, 
as for his playmaking, he's shown to be not bad. Um, and he's averaging right now 2.7 assists to 2.6 turnovers. He also has a 12.4 assist percentage, which isn't too bad, um, especially for a sort of scoring small forward. Um, and if he did have his um, sort of free throw numbers up, I would um, give him a comparison that he has sort of been given in the past, which is of a Kawhi Leonard. Although I believe right now the Jalen Brown comparison I've given him is more suitable. Um, as for team fits, he could fit in well uh, with the Cavaliers as they desperately need a small forward to be a scoring sort of wing as opposed to starting Jetty Osmond as they have been in the um, recently. Um, they, he could also work well with the Kings as they've been sort of lacking a sort of forward and then they could finally end up trading Harrison Barnes to a sort of contender, get back another pick and sort of fully get their young core in. Um, he could also do well with the Wizards as uh, if they decide not to trade Beal and he becomes a good two-way scorer and they would be sort of a deadly duo and um, that, that would be quite good for the future. Additionally, he could work well on the Hawks with their sort of, again, lack of small forwards. Um, and they also need sort of more two-way players, especially with Trey Young as their point guard. He could also do well on the Magic, as they've sort of built a good core of young two-way players, um, such as Chumo Kiki, Mo Bamba, although Mo Bamba's sort of uh, isn't playing as much lately. Um, he could also, so yeah, he could fit in quite well with that sort of defensive-minded team or culture they've built in Orlando. Um, so that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed listening. Um, if you ever want to reach out and have any queries, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out at JR Scouting on Twitter and Instagram, or you can also email us at alexjrscouting at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.